Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting today from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Bob and Kelly, glad you're with us. We're going to be there Thursday, Kelly, at Southern Bank Corps. I was down there visiting uh, with the guys yesterday, and uh, they seem excited about having us down. I'm even kind of taking, you know, because I do have like a, a regular job besides this. I'm even going to take Thursday off because we've got the big two-hour remote on Thursday. Then 4th Street is going to have a big tailgate party starting at like 2 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. Of course, then the nationally televised game Thursday night. Bright sunshine, 77 degrees. It ought to be absolutely perfect Thursday. All right, we're working on, and, and the guys down there are helping us, uh, Possibly a, a former football player who was a longtime player with the uh, New England Patriots and big stout guy. And I'm going to give you the opportunity if he does show up to trash the Patriots in person like you enjoy doing when he's not around. Oh, I haven't told you the Patriots are my, are my yeah, second your, favorite team. Your second favorite, right. <laughs> yeah. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and Southern Miss Athletics. And we're happy to say proud friends of ours. We're proud to have them as our friends, I should say. Great place to take your family. Great place to cater your next event. Broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studio. Still to come a little later on the show, Mitchell Williams uh, from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes is going to be joining us. We're going to hear from Quentin Bivens, Cole Cavalla, Will Hall. We've got a full show uh, in store. Right now, Heath Hinton, though, Big Gold Nation. Heath, what is the uh, hubbub right now on uh, all the chat rooms uh, regarding Southern Miss football? I think everybody right now is just really excited. First time this team's been four and three, a winning record in the season since I believe 2018, 2017. Uh, people are just excited. Winning football is back in Hattiesburg. And people have been waiting for this. Now there's no excuse for filling up the rock on Thursday. The team's done what they've had to do. They went out one for their last five. Uh, big game coming up. I think people are just excited about the game being on ESPN2, not ESPN+, Plus, not the Ocho, not one of those stations, but uh, nationally televised on ESPN2. And people are excited. People are excited about the game and what's transpiring. It's interesting that he used the term <laughs> the Ocho because there is no such thing as ESPN Ocho. It was a – that was a – a fictitious channel that one of the movies called Dodgeball that came out oh, okay. years ago. That was. I, like, I will take a little different tact uh, with you, Heath, today, and I uh, want Kelly to get involved with this. And 
Kelly and I talk a lot off the air and have some conversations about the internet warriors that are out there and how, how probably, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes before the football game ended Saturday, they had already decided it was time to replace coach hall. Uh, you know, they were, re- they were analyzing all the mistakes the coaching staff had made, how horrible, how terrible things were, how the sky was about to turn orange and burn us all up. What do you make of these guys that just get so carried away and so negative, and I, I would think at times just so absurd, Heath? I think a lot of times it's people. Look, social media is not the greatest thing for society. I think we'll all agree with that. And I think some people are just the type of people that live in the negative. Um, some people like to live in the negative. I prefer not to do that. And I think that's what happens a lot of times. People are frustrated. And, look, people are frustrated because Southern Miss football has been so bad for, you know, quite a few years now. And it was at a point to where it was in the Bauer and Fedora times. You know, going to a bowl was an every-year thing, and people are frustrated. I think some people take it to the extreme. But at least it does show one thing that Southern Miss does have a passionate fan base. No matter how you look at it, they're passionate. They may be passionate and carried away in some areas, but at least they're passionate, and there's a lot of schools that wish they had at least a passionate fan base. I think they get carried away, sure. I, I think part of it is just wanting attention. You know, I think sometimes fans are like spoiled children, and they stomp their feet, and, and the, the best thing to do is just ignore them. Uh, and anybody, any coach or any player – that ever watches or listens to that kind of stuff can really get themselves sidetracked and going down a rabbit hole because there's no good that comes of it one way or the other. I remember I got to interview the great manager, Sparky Anderson, uh, after he had taken over the Detroit Tigers. And in 85, you know, they, they won the World Series. And they were really rolling. And I remember interviewing him. He said, you know, when you really stop and think about it, regardless of the sport, when you think that things are going really, really well, if you'll stop and, and think about it, I mean, they're going okay, but they're not going as well as you think they are. Conversely, when you think that the sky is ready to fall, it's really not as bad as you make it out to be. Things are never as good as they seem and probably never as bad as they seem. 100%. Right. All right, Heath, so so that'll never change, right? Somebody somebody with baseball will say every year that, you know, Scott Berry needs to be replaced. He's not going to get it done. (laughs) It's a mean he's probably the most successful coach in Southern Miss history. So you're never going to make people happy. That's just part of life. But uh, yeah, man, there's, there's a lot of people that you know live in the negative, and that's the way they choose to live. Me personally, I'd rather live in the positive. But uh, you can't change people. But what you can do is just kill them with kindness and uh, ignore them. Uh, you you deal with all the coaches, and I don't ever really ask them this. Maybe, maybe you have. Do you think these coaches at Southern Miss do they pay attention to that? Do they? Do they dwell into into these these uh, chat boards and, uh, and and media sites that uh, all the fans are expressing their opinions, whether right or wrong? I, I've talked to them. They say they don't, but they're humans, and uh, people want to know what other people are saying, and that's the way to do it. Social media is made a lot more prevalent to where everybody sees what everybody says. Um. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to get away from it if you're coaches nowadays. Yeah. It's hard to get away from it if you're players. It's there. Um, so, yeah, I think they do see it. I think they see what happens. Sometimes I think players see it, and 
it's not a great thing. Sometimes the players sick. Some players just we got to remember these are eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old young men. They're not. I mean, they're adults, but they haven't been out in the world real yet. So they see it and it gets to them, and yeah, they see it, but. That's part of the process, learning to ignore it. That's part of the process of growing up and learning what to uh, what to listen to and what not listen to and, and what your boundaries are and how far you'll go. I think coaches understand it. I think players understand it. The people that don't get it are the people on their periphery. All right, coaches' wives, coaches' children, players' girlfriends, players' parents. Those are the people, you know, that, that don't understand it. And... So it's always best for them, I always kind of joke, is to take a folding chair, you know, the lawn chair, and go sit way over, you know, by yourself to where you don't hear any of it. And one of the things I thank God for every day is a maturity now to where I really, it has nothing to do, part of it has to do with my age, but you just get to a maturity in your life where you just don't care. You're doing the best you can. Exactly you know you're doing the best you can. Right. That's there's, exactly right. There's n- nothing more you can do. That's right. You're immune to that kind of stuff. It's just, it's not important to you any longer. No, but but you see, to Heath's point earlier about how important social media is, you literally have, and Mitch Williams, who's you know not only a, a pastor but a counselor, he can tell you this too, how social media, you've got, kill, you've got kids literally killing themselves these days because they don't get enough likes. On Instagram, the young man you just heard at Fox News at the top of the hour in Houston yesterday, shooting people because he didn't have any friends. He didn't have anybody, you know, that this this need to be accepted and wanted and all that. It's 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 tough. Oh, all right. He's just a minute left. Uh, Just your thoughts about Thursday night, what the Golden Eagles need to do to keep this thing going. I think you know what? I think we're seeing the the. I guess how the sausage is made for Golden Eagles' success. I think you're seeing your recipe. Play really good defense. If you got to score an opportunity, take advantage of it. Lean on that defense and uh, come away with a win. That's Bower Ball 101, and it works. And I don't think many people have thought we'll all second year that we'd be talking about, you know, uh, playing a Bower Ball type of system or playing defense first. But hey, Gold Niggers are winning. They're four and three. Four out of the last five. Why change it now? Uh, run the football and use that front seven that has been so good this season. Yeah. And uh, need a big crowd at home too. Big crowd at the Rock. They deserve it. The guys have done what they need to do. Um, it's time for the fans to show up now. Yeah, Coach, I'll channel the name of uh, Jeff Bauer and some conversation I had with him Monday. So he's he's certainly aware of the blueprint that Coach Bauer left. And you're right. You're right. Suffocating defense, run the football, play just enough offense to win. It uh, got us, what, 16, 17 straight winning seasons here. And, but we, we, we were able to beat Arkansas State in the last few minutes, and Lafayette went up there and beat the dog snot out of Arkansas State up at – Without Blackman at quarterback. Without well, that, that's true. That, that's true. But, I mean, this, this Lafayette team coming in here is pretty good. All right, Heath Hinton, everybody. Big Gold Nation, always appreciate your input, Heath, and uh, look forward to having you back on the Super Talk Eagle Hour next week. When Thanks, we, guys. Have a good one. All right, when we come back, going to hear from uh, Quentin Bivens, Cole Cavalla, Will Hall, Mitchell Williams, I believe, is in the building. We got them all today. We got them all. Stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, uh, joining the Eagle Hour. Remind you here the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Or you can just ask Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and uh, that will happen. This segment sponsored by our good friends at Campus Bookmart. No finer person in Hattiesburg than Kathleen down at uh, Campus Bookmart. Great, great lady, great inventory, great place to buy your Southern Miss Apparel. We hope that's the only place that you will consider. Okay, we've got a guest in the studio, not exactly a stranger. I've known him for 30 years. Forever. <laughs> I knew him when he was young. Uh, no, yes. No stranger. You got that right. There is nobody stranger. Lord Jesus. Uh, and uh, Mitchell Williams, of course, is a longtime friend of both Kelly and I. He is the regional rector of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He is the pastor for the Southern Miss football team. Other than that, what do you do, Mitchell? <laughs> Just sleep. Well, they call me I, they call me Pops, which is interesting because uh-huh. it's a new stage, you know, like because I guess I look like a pop. You right? used to be the young punk, right? I right. used to go out and run and, and work out with a lot of our guys, but no, Mitch. Not you, anymore. Yeah, you you talked about because you, you see this sign. I, AIE on a lot of shirts and mm-hmm. it stands for attitude is everything it's a moniker that Will Hall has kind of established with right. and and you said that AIE means a lot more than people can possibly imagine fill in some of those blanks for us it's like the analogy of um you ever uh, eat breakfast and you walk into the kitchen where well, you want to eat breakfast and you smell bacon there's no smell like bacon you know and it's an aroma around all of those kids and those coaches where there's a level of accountability and honesty that is just everywhere in the good and the bad. And they see those coaches be authentic. They're young. Um, 70 of the 110 kids on our roster are either freshmen or sophomore. How about that? Yeah. So when he comes in and will and inflicts this culture of AIE of honesty and accountability and, um, you know, being um, being positive, having a positive energy, treating people like you want to be treated, uh, always competing, and then you know finding a way, having all these things implemented, and then you're saying it all the time, all the time, all the time. All right, let, let's do this, Mitchell. Uh, I, I go out there once a week and try to talk to some of these kids. I'm going to use one example right now. I want you to listen to an interview that I did. Yesterday with Cole Cavalla. Oh, my goodness. And uh, then I want to come back and make an observation to you that I have about the kids on this football team and get your thoughts, okay? Okay. Here we go. Cole Cavalla on the Eagle Hour. Cole from uh, Slidell, Louisiana, and uh, making a name for himself here at Southern Miss. I bet you're having fun. I'm having a great time. This is my dream growing up. Just play Division I college football, so I'm living my dream every day. I'm going to take you back to the Arkansas State game. Fourth down, desperate drive, don't get to score, you don't win the game. You make a huge play. Great catch, good move. Take us back to that play. Uh, I mean, I, I can't really tell you about the play because, I mean, I, as soon as we ran it, I just blacked out and I just let my body take over but without everyone else doing their job I wouldn't have been able to put in the position to catch the ball so everyone did their job to put me in that situation and I just executed for the team. So we came here looking for you last week coach said you were a little banged up and he made a comment he said if you're playing tight end this far into the year and you're not a little banged up you're not doing your job uh, what what is it that's ailing you? Uh, well actually last week I uh, had the flu uh, it has a positive for the flu on Tuesday so I wanted to miss on Wednesday and uh, yesterday was a struggle you know just being sick and I mean I'm a little, everyone's banged up so I'm not going to make that excuse for, for myself so I just go out there and try to do my best to my ability uh, for the team 
a heavyweight fight in a lot of ways uh, Saturday. Two really good defensive teams. Uh, talk about that game and uh, how physical was that? Man, my, my body feels like I, you know, I was running to a brick wall for an hour. So, I mean, really, we practice every week physical, so we're used to it. So we were just we just grinding them down, and thankfully, in the end, we made a play and won the game. Yeah. Bus ride, plane ride back had to be pretty good. Oh, it was really fun, and it was a nice, quick one. So we got we got up, got down, and we celebrated the win. All right, short week this week. How does that change your preparation? Nothing. We're just going to work just like every other week. I mean, just a, a day shorter. You know, we don't have that two, competition Tuesday, so we kind of just got to do it through scouts and every other part of the practice. All right, last question. Yesterday, according to the NFL, was National Tight End Day. Did you celebrate? Oh, Oh, I definitely celebrate. We always, every year we get a cake and uh, we split it amongst the tight ends. So, yes, we definitely celebrated that. Most talented, important position on the field, right? 100%. Can't, can't do anything without a tight end. All right, my friend. Thank you. Good luck Thursday. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Mitchell. So, so there you go with that, kid. And, and here's several observations I've had with players on the football team. A, they never take credit for anything they do themselves. Mm-hmm. The credit always goes to their teammates. There was an example right mm-hmm. there. B, they're extraordinarily polite. It's yes, sir, no, sir, thank you, sir. And C, they're just happy. Mm-hmm. And this is a culture change that I've expressed to Kelly that I've seen throughout the year with this football program. It's like night and day, Mitchell. It is like night and day. And it's it's uh, didn't happen overnight. It happened while everybody was in COVID and in responding from a new leadership. And they did it step by step by step by step by step. Coach meeting with every player, the ones that were here from the previous leadership, and then now the kids that he, I mean, every one of them. And he, you find him texting a lot of those kids. You know, they have a relationship with those coaches. And it's uh, it's awesome to see. Cole is one of my, our favorites because – you know, he talked about missing because he had the flu. He played Saturday, weak as all get out. But you remember on the last drive, the first throw, the first completion was to Cole Cavalla on the drive that won. He's like a Larry Bird free throw. You can b- depend on him. He can. You 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 know that what you're going to get when he goes out there. He's not six four and pretty. He's six one and two hundred and forty pounds. He's a grunt. You you have said often, Mitchell, publicly that that we are designed. You believe that that God created us to be mm-hmm. interconnected, mm-hmm. right? Could it be that one thing COVID did teach us is the value of brotherhood, fellowship? That we missed each there, other. It's no doubt. It's no doubt, and especially on, on in a team environment, Kelly. I mean, you do that because they all they can't really go and talk with people. They right. got to stay with it because they're all being tested all the same time. This team comes out of that with a young football coach, with a young vibrant staff, and they start building this chemical. And you know, the coach used the word magic. I'm not surprised that we won a game late. I'm not at all. I'm not surprised how we beat Arkansas State. I'm not at all because of what y'all are seeing. Y'all are seeing some of those seeds going on the ground, and now they're coming up looking like trees. And after a while, those trees are going to provide shade. They're not there yet. They're young folks, and they're, and they're developing. But, oh, my goodness, y'all, um, yeah. I mean, we see it every day. We're at practice every day. We travel with them every day, the one-on-ones with them. Um, and the, oftentimes the, the best uh, balm – for any issues 
is them B A L M B A L M is that that they deal with it themselves. I mean, they sit there and they start talking, talking it out. Um, it's awesome seeing it. Yeah. We have yet to interview one, and Kelly's interviewed several of these guys too. We've yet to interview one that would take credit themselves. You won't find one for anything. You that won't find done. one. Not one. You won't. You won't find one because I tell you why is. Um, there's this word that we're and, and I'll give you the, that word Fergun. Have y'all seen that Fergun? F I R G U N. No, Google it. It's uh, there. When we go out and work out, we have A I E. When they go out and work out, and then there's the word Fergun on the back. Okay, and then they have these shirts. Everybody's got these shirts. They're getting ready to get the gold one now that says Fergun. If you Google that word Fergun, and you'll see a definition. It's a Hebrew word. It's no American equivalent to that word. Coach said he wanted a word to describe his team and a team and that meaning being unselfish. So if you go and look at that word, Fergun, F-I-R-G-U-N, and you'll see him working out on Thursday night, you'll see them with that on before they put their pads on. And then you'll see them oftentimes walking around campus with these black and gold Fergun shirts. Okay, here, here it is. All right, you told me to do it. I did it, Mitchell. Fergun is an informal modern Hebrew term and concept in Israeli culture, which complements someone or describes genuine unselfish delight or pride in the accomplishment of the other person. Now, did, you, did you go discover that word for him? Yeah, he wanted a word and he, he said, hey, look with us. And then I came back and gave him that word and he put it on everything. You hear him talk about it. There are sound bites when he talks about Thurgan. That's our football team. No question. And uh, exciting times coming back. Mitchell, about 30 seconds left. Uh, I go way back, and uh, I remember the Nasty Bunch and how they used to tackle people behind the line of scrimmage. These kids did that 12 times Saturday. Mm -hmm. It was a Nasty Bunch performance. Well, there's nobody. We haven't at at Southern Mississippi seen – 93, 95, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, and 99. They're ugly, big people, and they're young. And um, th- what they were like minus six yards rushing against yes, us. Yes, right. six yards. Yeah. They're <laughs> as ugly and as big as they are. They're better, pe- better kids. They're better people. No, yeah. They're not ugly. They're handsome young men. Yeah, you go tell them they're ugly. <laughs> you know, they, they are not really nice people when they play football. <laughs> no, no. I, and we're glad they're on our side. Yeah. We're going to continue with our good friend Mitchell Williams on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Stay with us. Yeah. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour, broadcasting from the Southern Bancorp Studio here in Hattiesburg this afternoon. This segment sponsored by Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Great place uh, for you to watch the game anytime you can't make it in person. 
Great place to have lunch uh, Monday through Friday for just nine dollars ninety five cents. Yeah, Bob, can I can I uh, pipe up here about Fourth Street? I just had lunch this afternoon. They've got uh, Military Appreciation Night tonight at Fourth Street. Tomorrow night they're going to have trivia, and then Thursday, of course, we're going to be at Southern Bancor for our big two hour remote. But Thursday afternoon, starting at two o'clock, they're going to have a street tailgate party at Fourth Street. So wow. the parking lot's yeah. going to have tents set up they're going to have food and all sorts of uh, beer specials and stuff that's tuesday check that thursday afternoon starting at two at fourth street bar and grill uh we're visiting with mitchell williams uh, regional director of the fellowship of christian athletes a team pastor for football mitchell during the break we got some really bad news uh a, a, a mutual friend of all of ours and a great golden eagle ben willoughby we've just been told has passed away and uh, Ben Willoughby, of course, uh, was the original coordinator and founder in many ways of the Eagle Club. Right. A great, right. great Southern Miss Golden Eagle. I'm, I'm proud to say he was a longtime baseball buddy with me. He and I watched many a game. And as I was telling you during the break, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he referred to the home in voices that they could hear, <laughs> the uh, home plate umpire as Helen Keller, Jose Feliciano. Uh, he, he was just a an incredible person, a huge, huge wit and personality. Uh, your thoughts about Ben Wilbur? He loved the University of Southern Mississippi with all he had. And I think, if we're honest, I think he was the first voice locally of the, quote-unquote, the outdoors, you know? When you wanted uh, news about what was going on in the area uh, as related to things dealing with outdoor life, Ben Willoughby was the person that we w- would be the go-to person. Right. But uh, thinking now on where Southern Miss baseball is now and just the baby steps that Ben did just to put uh, find support for that program, I mean, we, 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 uh, we owe, owe that man a whole lot. And obviously we can't change – what has happened, but we will say in comfort that he's back with Miss Tommy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, my. That love affair continues. Yeah. Yeah. That love affair continues. So if you're a believer, and I know Ben was, yeah. good for him. They were beautiful, beautiful people. To, and you would see him at these big Southerners functions, and yeah, they had a chemi- chemistry like nobody. Yeah, there there won't really in in many many ways never be another Ben Willoughby no. with the great wit and personality no. and no. like you say love of the university yeah. and history as a heck of an athlete when, in his day. absolutely absolutely and he would talk about playing football at the university but you know I, I, there are very few people I knew that loved the school like he did right I mean he no loved question. the school no question yeah. well we want to thank our listener for passing that. Uh, Sad news, but uh, everybody uh, needs to know about that because we, we've lost an irreplaceable, irreplaceable Golden Eagle. All right, Mitchell, I want to I want to get back uh, to the topic. I, I want to play uh, this quick interview from a young man I know that you know a lot about, Quentin Bivens. Yes, uh, sir. A monster. Yeah, but uh, but like a but a big teddy bear when you mm-hmm. when you talk to him. Here, here's what he had to say, and then I will get your thoughts about this kid. All right, Quentin Bivens, Wayne County, Mississippi, now a Golden Eagle. Quentin, when you came here, could you have envisioned how good a defensive line you were going to be a part of? Uh, no, sir. Like, I know coming here we were going to have to work, like continue to work every day. So each, each day just building up, like we just worked and just, that's how we came better. All right, so much seems to be so much chemistry on the defensive line. You guys are rotating seven, eight players in. 
doesn't seem to be any drop-off. Talk about what it's like, uh, you know, as a group uh, and, and you guys working together. Uh, it's the chemistry because we hang out all the time. We look over the play. We go over plays. We walk through. So, um, and we always pushing one another. So, it, it's not going to be a drop-off after the first group go out. So, it's good. How important is that depth that gives guys like you a chance to catch your breath from time to time? Oh, it's very important because, like, like one player just can't be on the field the whole time, so it's best to, like, get, like, rotation. All right, talk about that game Saturday. Looked like, from a from a fan standpoint, very physical football game. Yeah, very physical. We, we always have physical practices, so we just um, put it towards the game each and every, each and every week. All right. Two games away from bowl eligibility. Are you trying to block that out? Coaches talking about that at all, or are they only talking about Louisiana? Uh, we're just taking one week at a time, trying to win each week, you know what I'm saying, going one and over. That's all. All right, Thursday night, national televised game, ESPN, Louisiana Lafayette, going to be a fight, isn't it? Yes, sir, it's going to be a fight, but like we're going to keep our head down and just keep working. All right, you're from Wayne County. Uh, you know a little bit about my partner. He's not here, but he's a West Jones guy. You know a little bit about high school rivalry, too, don't you? Yes, sir. Us and West Jones have always been a big rivalry. Like, we always get them, but they're, they're, they're a good team, though. <laughs> but Wayne County, the superior. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, we always been superior. All right, last question. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, how much fun are you having here at Southern Miss? 10 out of 10. 11, 11. You're breaking the chart. All right, you guys are doing a fantastic job. I, I told Coach after the Arkansas State game, it seems to me that the defensive front is clearly clearly the change in this football team. You you guys know that, right? I mean, on each and every team, the guy starts on front. So if you don't have a good front, it's just going to be a hard year. All right, Mitchell, there's another kid. Not going to take any credit for nope. himself. And nope. he's been unstoppable. Nope. Yeah, he's uh... – He's coming into his own, and he was very highly recruited, you know, before uh, he landed at Ole Miss, and then he came back here, and it's just awesome to have a kid from Wayne County to come back. And then we were looking at that roster, man. We got so many kids from not only just Mississippi, but from around our area that are now playing for us, and it's beautiful to see. And 95 is a headache to deal with, especially the second quarter, because he keeps coming. He's going to keep coming. He's going to keep coming. But then he looks at 96. He looks at 97. He has 99 on the edge. 94 is on the other side. They're all headaches uh, in the second second part of the uh, game. And, of course, Austin Armstrong, the defensive coordinator. Now let me go back. Coach Lacey, the defensive line coach, is brilliant. He's an awesome, awesome coach. And then Coach Armstrong, of course, don't 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 be somewhat swaddled by the fact that he's young. Austin Armstrong is one of the best defensive minds in the country, I believe. Uh, and those those kids know it. They yeah, know it. Yeah. They know it. Uh, the defensive front is the difference in the football team, though, right? I believe it is. It is the the biggest strength of our team. Right. Without a Correct. doubt, I agree. Mm-hmm. And it means it means you can't underestimate too the, the the power of having that rotation because if you've got fresh guys who are good to begin with, right? Okay, they're good, right. They're good to begin with, but then when you've got them with a fresh set of legs, dealing usually with an offensive line that is worn out from whoever they've been facing, it's just a matter of time 
before that offensive line is going to wear down, which is in turn going to make the defensive line all the more effective. And there, and it's personal, you know, with like if you have Bivens who's from um, Wayne County, Cooley is from Wayne County, uh, Jalen Williams is from Tylertown. That's 96. The Chiefs. Yeah. You have 94. Kristen is from Oxford. They're all Mississippi guys. And then you have Jordan, who's number 99, who comes from Jones. They all have this deal where they're like, this is our place. You know, this is now taking a lot of pride. And they have a lot of folks in them stands, too. They yeah. come from there. And there is no drop off. No, 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 no. I'll tell you what excites me about what you just said is I think the message is going to spread that it's not. I, I understand how kids get caught up in the glamour of these power five schools. But when they go, if they make the decision to go to a power five school and they ride the pine, not because they're not any good. It's just those other guys are also very good. But why not come to a Southern Miss where you can play immediately, have an impact immediately, and the only way you're going to get to play in the league mm-hmm. is to play, mm-hmm. is to be out there to where the people in the league can see you. Yeah, I mean, it, you got a great point, Kelly. And I'm sitting there looking at the starting, our starters uh, on defense. We have one guy, I believe, and that's, that would be junior, number two, that is not from Mississippi. That's a starter. Yeah, but you had all these guys. We mentioned the Ole Miss guys. You know, yeah. Jalen yeah. went to what, Arkansas. Arkansas. You know, so all these guys were at these. Uh, Dalen Gill, that was uh, 31. Is a, I mean, he's a great middle linebacker. Uh, Janari Dean. Yeah, he's from Ole Miss. Janari from, Dean came from Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, all these yeah. big SEC guys who weren't getting to play there yeah. are getting to play here, and, and they're, get, they're really getting to blossom. Good for them. And the awesome gift of having um, Will Hall there, y'all. Because Will can sell, and he can back it up with truth. And that's why I believe the transfer portal, when you have kids like you were just talking about in these power fives, that they're young and they're looking for a place to play, uh, and if they fit, they're not going to go recruit a kid that's got a character check. They're not going to do it. So they got to fit. they got to be able to play ball, but they better have a, they got to have a character component they can play for him. All right, stick around one more segment. Yeah, I'm with you. We got a soundbite from Will Hall. We want to get your comment on as well. Absolutely. We'll be back. Yes, sir. To the Eagle Hour. All right, fourth segment of the Eagle Hour, sponsored by D1 and D Bat on Hardy Street. Great place to take your children for baseball and softball training, or to take yourself if you're an athlete like our friend here, Mitchell Williams. He could probably still go do that 40 yard dash at the. You were like a track star. Track yeah, star, he was. Track man. Scoop. That was. <laughs> 
Forty-five years ago, <laughs> forty yes, years but, ago. But your lovely bride was also she, she's a volleyball player. All Metro still has nine school records at the university, and the way they play volleyball now, they'll never break them because she never got off the court. They rotate now a lot, right? But she never came off the court. She has nine school records that are still there. So in a game of one-on-one, look at that. She's calling now. One-on-one hey. basketball. Who wins, Mitchell, between you and your wife? Oh, I dominate her. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I would She's not here. We should. But, but, we should but, point but that if it's out. volleyball, I'm yeah. getting out the way. Well, and I'll tell you, okay. in the household itself, I'll tell you who dominates who, and it well, ain't Mitchell. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> Shut your mouth. All right, Mitchell. Uh, some of these kids we've been talking about uh, came through the transfer portal. I asked Coach Hall yesterday about his success there. I want to get your thoughts about what he said. Okay. Coach, I think you did as good a job as any coach in the country in the portal, bringing the kids in the portal. Has the portal become a regular part of recruiting in college football? and you anticipate that changing in any way? You know, I can only speak for us, Bob, and it is for us, you know, and it always has been. Like I said, every program I've been at, we were about a 60-40 recruiting split with transfers in high school based off the year because we were at the lower levels. And now that the portal's here, it's pretty much the same. And because of our location, you know, we've got a great high school class already committed. We may add one to four more. We're tracking about six kids right now that we would probably take their commitments, all right, if we got them. And, but, but, and that's it. And then the rest we'll wait to mid-year uh, with, with the transfers in every way, shape, or form. But the thing we do in the portal now, it makes us different than everybody else. Our portal kids are our kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to be from our footprint. We already know them. We already have a relationship with them existing from years back. And uh, we feel like they're the type of character that we want to bring in. And so many kids from Mississippi adds, uh, I think, a special flavor to this football team. Well, you know, I hope so because that, that's what Mississippi's special to me. It's special to this place. And uh, I think if we can do it with more local kids, not just Mississippi, but lower Alabama, Panhandle, Florida, southeast Louisiana, I think that only breeds uh, and adds more and more excitement and, and builds our – look, that's what's worked here forever, right? From Bobby Collins to Jeff Bauer all the way through is when we're doing it that way. So it's a great blueprint, and we're obviously getting back to it. All right, Mitchell, your thoughts. I, I'm sure nothing you just heard surprised you. No. No. Um and and what he says is uh, what coach says. He gives you this landscape of what he wants to do, but inside that locker room, uh, he recruits. When he talks about a fit, you know, he, it has to be in our footprint. That's what he's recruiting to. He's recruiting to the locker room, meaning that it has a it has to have a. You want them to be able to play, but chemically, can they connect? And I think you're seeing it when you talk about the defensive line. So think about this. Our defense is really, really outstanding. But, y'all, we lost Swayze Bozeman and we lost Hayes Maples. We lost both of them. Two great players. Two great players. And we're still rolling on. And, of course, offensively, our kids are growing up. They're young, really, really young. And the more games they play, the better they're going to be. But you mentioned the two players that the Eagles lost. Really, when you look at the math of all college football teams, we've been very lucky. Yeah, we've been very, 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 very blessed. And and, and, and I know a lot of people kind of took their breath away when Frank Gore got up on mm -hmm. Saturday and started Mm -hmm. to limp a little bit. I know a lot of people are going, oh, please. You you don't want to lose him. But the Eagles have been very lucky. And if they can – Football, especially, man, if you can stay healthy, absolutely, you got a great chance. Well, some to of win. that goes to the strength and conditioning. Coach Ancar and his group, yes, 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 and 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 we're in now game eight, and y'all, we got a lot of principal people that we that we need to play are healthy and can play. Yeah, 
and Carr, he just needs to get a little more energy and enthusiasm. I absolutely love this man. I love this man. I love him. He's made. I, I know um, because of him. I mean, I got stuff, Kelly. I have stuff that I couldn't get into before I met Coach Ankar. And now he's got me on a little regimen and stuff. I've lost, what, 13 pounds? Well, I found it. Stop. I found the 13. Just stop it. So stop it. Hey, all right. Who, drink, who consumes more caffeine, Coach Ankar in football or Coach Cardona in basketball? Oh, Lord. I, I don't know. I, I, I do know this. Coach Ankar, you know, being the grandson of a World War II veteran, uh, he's as tough as, you know, you can, but he relates to kids as good as any coach I've ever seen. Now, he relates to us old people pretty yeah. well, too, He's Bob. a great guy. I yeah. met him last year out in our neighborhood at the community pool one mm-hmm. afternoon and spent the whole afternoon sitting there basically talking to him. And uh, I, I just – Love him. I I think he's a huge addition to. Well, the I just and we we're just sitting out there at practice a little bit bit ago, and we're talking about Father Peter Quinn, who basically raised us right at the Holy Rosary Church, and he was the one that introduced Martin Luther King Jr. three weeks before he died, and we we're talking about that. Got Father Quinn's now in Nicaragua, and he's been built three churches, and we're sitting up here talking about this. Is he really? I said, yeah, and we can do that on a football field. That's Lance Ancar. Right. Well, Mitchell, we always love having you here, brother. Well, it's good to see both of you. I mean, y'all are getting younger, and I feel like doggone it. I need to go run a mile or two, don't you think? Your voice a little hoarse. I, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to be like Don Corleone, yeah. you know? <laughs> Kelly will run with you. He's always looking for a jogging mate. Come on. Come I'll on. start. You finish. I'll finish. I'll All right, finish. Mitchell, we love you, buddy. Thank love you y'all back. Thanks for Bye, having us. Until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Into the future I want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.